So yeah, hey, I'm Kels and I'm on the lead team here. Um, I actually lead the kids team, um, which is a lot of fun. I absolutely love it and love kids. And I'm really honoured to speak tonight about something that I'm really passionate about, the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I think the power of the Holy Spirit is something that I've experienced, I've seen, I've felt it. And my hope for you guys is that after today, it's not something that you just um, experience one time, but it's something that you can take away and it's something that you can carry with you to experience every single day. You know, God has called us to make an eternal impact. His desire is to actually change the world through us. And God has given us the power of the Holy Spirit to do that, which is really cool. So when Jesus commissioned the disciples to go into the world, it wasn't just to go and to join the world, but it was to go and change the world, to be the light in the darkness, to share the good news and to teach people and show people how to live a life with Jesus. And so they went out. Even though they faced impossible situations, Jesus promised them in Acts 1.8. It says, you receive the power when the, when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. It's such an awesome verse. I love that one. And it just reminds me that the same Spirit, the same Holy Spirit is available to us today. He doesn't just go away. He hasn't disappeared. He hasn't diminished his power at all. And he wants to give this power to us, the power to heal, the power to deliver people from demonic bondages, the power to preach the gospel, are using our gifts to change the world. But as I was thinking about this this week, I sort of came to... Um, I guess a bit of an issue with this. I think something came up in my heart and I just really wanted to just speak on this tonight because I think that there's, there's a problem with this. I think that the power is available to us and we can each live in a way that either helps us access that power or hinder our access to it. So I really just want to explore it, but I want to start by sharing an image. So imagine like that the same body of water is available to everyone. But one person might have a bucket that has holes in it where no water can be carried, where another person might have a bucket that hasn't got holes and is able to fill that bucket with refreshing water. And the water is available to everyone, but everyone has different capacities to carry that water. And it's the same with the power of the Holy Spirit. It's available to everyone, and I mean everyone. Something I like to say that is that there's no junior Holy Spirit that even our kids hear from God. They feel Him. They experience the same power of the Holy Spirit when they pray as we do. It's exactly the same. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm done having holes in my buckets. 2021 was a holy bucket for me. <laughs> 2022, no more holes. I'm done. So there are some things that we can do to help or hinder the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, this verse came up, and I actually don't think I'd read it before. I actually really like it. It's from 2 Timothy 2, 20 to 21. And it says, In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are made of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions, and the cheap ones are for everyday use. If you keep yourselves pure, you will be a special utensil for honourable use. Your life will be clean, and you'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. Whoa, that's pretty cool. And the cool thing is that Jesus wants, us, wants to use us for amazing things. He's got plans for us. He wants to use you in this world to change it. Because once we're dead, that's kind of it. There's no more. We don't get any more time. God gave us gifts of the Holy Spirit to be used in this time. When we're gone, when we've moved on, those gifts aren't useful to us anymore. There's a reason that he gives us this power now. So, but the key to be ready and available for God to use us is to be pure. So a pure utensil 
is to be set apart. So I just want to be really clear. This is not about salvation. Salvation is a free gift of God's grace to be received by faith. This is what Jesus has purchased on our behalf to know him. But this, what I'm talking about now, is about purpose. This is about mission. This is about effectiveness in doing what God has called us to do. You know, at home we have utensils, but I don't always use all of them. If one of them is dirty, I'll probably leave it in the sink and I'll pick up a clean one. I go to the utensils that are ready to be used, that are set apart. And it's the same with us. God wants us to be pure so we can be ready, so we can be available. The key in this verse that I really love is that it says, if you keep yourself pure. And it's such an empowering verse. It's not up to God to keep us pure. It's actually up to us to do that. The power is available to us, but it's completely up to us how available we are or what kind of utensil we want to be. We're not destined to be one type of utensil forever. If we're a special utensil, imagine just the ways that God can use us and all the different special, increasingly powerful ways. We can heal the sick. We can cast out demons. We can be gifted in our workplace. We can give people words of knowledge that set them free. We can prophesy over them. We can see the change in people around us. And the good news is that you can do all this stuff. It's actually up to you. So everyone turn to the person next to you and say, what are you going to do? You're going to use it. (laughs) So I want to go into um, just some key ways on how we can live a pure or some key ways to purity. Um, So we're going to actually keep reading because in the next verse, Paul actually tells us how to be pure. Go figure. 2 Timothy 2.22 says, Run from anything that stimulates youthful lust. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love and peace, together with those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. So all three, of these, all, all three of these keys can be summed up in one word, run. So I'm going to share three ways that we can run. Number one, run away. <laughs> run from anything that simulates youthful loss. Don't deal with it. Don't think that you can handle it in your own strength. Joseph didn't wait around to see if he could handle temptation from his boss's beautiful wife throwing herself at him. He ran out of there. He got out of there. He didn't let anything tempt him. And I think that we can take this on board as well, whether that's people, whether that's places, whether that's music or movies. I remember when I um, first got saved, I watched these movies and I wasn't convicted. They were absolutely fine. And now as I've gone along the journey, I find myself that I actually can't watch those same movies anymore. And it's because purification is a process. It's purification, purifying. As we go along the journey, the Holy Spirit convicts us and purifies us of these things. And like Josh was saying, it's listening and being obedient to those things so that we can purify ourselves. Before I became a Christian, I tried giving up alcohol so many times. I tried for years. I knew that it was bad for me. I was getting myself into lots of trouble. Um, And when I became a Christian, I really struggled with it. I hadn't quite figured out the whole running aspect. I still went to the pub. I still went to bars. I still hung out with people who only socialized when they were drinking. Um, But after about nine months of struggling, I told myself that I was going to quit for a whole year. And I did it. Even when I was in lockdown with housemates who drunk every night, looking back, I realized that that was the power of the Holy Spirit. And I was actually able to speak to my housemates in that time about God. Number two, run to good friends. Instead, pursue righteous living, faithfulness, love and peace together with those who call on the Lord with pure hearts. 
We need to replace our running from with a running to. And the key is who we do this with because we can't do the journey alone, as I've figured out. Pick people who demonstrate this righteous living and hang out with those people. Why do you think parents pray over their kids to make sure that they don't hang with the wrong crowd? It's because they know exactly what happens because we are influenced by who we hang out with. So pick who's good for you. You After coming to this church, I soon realised that Christians weren't as weird as I thought they were. (laughs) Instead of messaging my friends that I used to hang out with, I actually started messaging with the new friends that I had made at church. Um, Because before Jesus came into my life, I didn't have long-term friends. I'd I'd damage and push away friendships I had because of the drinking. And since I've run from that and run to good people, I've made friends for life. I even met and married my best friend. Come on. Which is awesome. (laughs) number three moving on run to Jesus so purity isn't a permanent state we all get dirty again and I think the temptation with this is that we withdraw from God we feel like we want to withdraw from people from community from the things that we need but I think to think about we don't have to stay a wooden utensil we can still become a gold utensil again it's not something that we're stuck in and although we go through these seasons of purification and it takes time and it's a process it's not a place that we ever have to be stuck in we can move forward we can always be washed again just like 1 John 1 9 says if we confess our sins to him he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all wickedness You know, I ran to Jesus when I needed help for drinking. I even prayed that he would make me sick whenever I drank it. And he actually did. To this day, whenever I have a drink, I I feel really unwell the next day. Um, So I just don't do it anymore. It's not worth it. But that's that's the power of the Holy Spirit. That's the purification process. And I welcome it. I love it. You know, one of my favorite ways for God to use me is when it comes to praying for people. I love listening to what God is speaking in that moment. I love releasing his word and edifying and healing people. I love the Holy Spirit using me to do those things. But I've noticed that when my heart isn't pure, that I'm limited in what the amount that the Holy Spirit can do to use me. You know, I used to to tend to matters in my heart. I've got to tend to matters in my heart if I want to be used in great ways. You know, I've been, I had been struggling um, for about six months with matters of my heart. And I, I remember finally I experienced breakthrough. And shortly later, I think it might have even been the same day, I actually went to a young adults conference. And all of a sudden I heard God speak words of knowledge and prophetic words so clearly to me. And I was like, wow, this is what it feels like to be operating in this space. It feels like I was on a whole other level. I was hooked. I was like, I need to be in that space. And since, I've, since then, I've been desperate to plug any single hole in my bucket that prevents me from operating that space for Jesus. I love it. And I can see and experience and watch people journey through breakthrough from how the Holy Spirit has used me and the words that I can speak into their life. And I think this just highlights how important it is to be aware of the inner workings of our heart, to be aware of the enemy's tactics so that we can live a pure life. Because when we live a pure life through the power of the Holy Spirit, He'll use us in great ways. You know, imagine seeing salvations, miracles, healings, divine appointments, prophesying, dreaming every single day. Dream bigger. Imagine seeing nations saved, governments changed, policies altered. You know, God has a heart for the bigger things too. And He's looking for people. He's currently hiring. So are you ready?
Let's stand. We're going to pray. Yeah, Lord, thank you so much for what you do, Lord, in our lives. We thank you for purifying us, Lord. We thank you that you don't let us remain stagnant, Lord, that you constantly chase us down, Lord. You constantly draw us in to experience your love, Lord, to experience what it feels like to operate in a space where you can use us, Lord. I thank you that we don't have to be stuck in that space, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God.